listening to your favorite sports podcast. It's Behind the Mic with Alex and Arud. Welcome all sports fans to the inaugural Behind the Mic sports podcast episode. I am your host Alex and I'm joined here with my host and my co-host and good friend that would be the one and only Anna Rude, A. Rude Barath. And for fans that have listened to our podcast before, you probably know it as the Waba Sports Podcast, focusing on Wisconsin sports. But we're back. It's been about a year, rebranded and ready to go. Yeah, we're looking at our uh, SoundCloud page right now. It's been about 11 months since our last podcast. But we're back. And being that it's our first episode of the year, and not to mention our brand new show, the team that we're going to focus on today is Wisconsin's active professional team, your Milwaukee Bucks. There's been some struggle as of late, and a lot of people are questioning Jason Kidd and his future as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach, but both Alex and I are today are going to talk about a few topics revolving around this Bucks team, and we're going to try to see if we can get a good idea of this team moving forward. So piggybacking off what you just said, we're going to implement our first segment of the new show called On the Clock. Aaron and I each get 30 seconds to answer the questions that we ask each other, and th- once the bell tolls, that's the end of the topic. So... Uh, started off. Absolutely, Alex. So my question for you is, regarding Jason Kidd, will Jason Kidd be the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks by the end of the year? Ooh, that's a tough question to answer. I, I personally am on hashtag team fire Jason Kidd. I think he's doing a poor job between his rotations and the way he's managing the locker room. I think his molding of our young players isn't having that good of an impact on them per se. Uh, You could argue against that, say that his molding of Giannis was great, but we don't really know how much of an impact he had on him. But I will say he's very good friends with our owners, so I think he stays at least for the end of the season, if not all the way to the end of next season. Interesting take. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, how this team does moving forward. So then let me uh, put the ball in your court here. All per right, se, sure. Uh, since we are talking basketball. Okay. So do you, so my question to you is, uh, will the Bucks be a playoff, a playoff team this year, currently standing at the record of 21 and 26? That's, good. That's a very interesting question. They are currently the nine seed right now, and you see a lot of the teams you know ahead of them, like Washington. You obviously got your three kings, like Cleveland. Uh, you got Boston. You got Toronto as well. And they are trying to like squeeze into that into the eighth spot in this very weak Western or Eastern Conference, I should say. And do I think they will be a playoff team at the end? I some something tells me they do, they do not make it. I think with all these rotational problems, which we'll get into more as the podcast goes on, I think it's going to really catch up to them. And the inexperience is definitely going to keep this team out of the playoffs. And I think they'll probably end at that eight or nine or ten seed spot. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Well, well said. Well it, said. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, you still get a lottery pick, and you just add another piece to the to the future to the process. Exactly. So let me uh, let me ask you another question. So for a first round pick, is Thon Maker being underutilized? Absolutely. I don't care if he's thirty. I don't care if he's eighteen. If you're a first, <laughs> if you're a first round pick, I don't care. If, you know, you have you have the skill set that got you to that spot. You were a, a, a lottery pick for a reason. Not only a first round pick, but also a lottery pick. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your skill set is. The experience matters. The experience is what will get the best out of you and help you and help develop your game and maturate your game moving forward. Yes, Don Maker is being underutilized. Jason Kidd needs to play it more. In that Raptors game on Friday, he played eight minutes, and then all of a sudden, the very next night, they start him, and they take him out right away. So, yes, he is being underutilized. they got to utilize him more, especially for being a lottery pick. I, I, will, I will say that I think um, inconsistent minutes is also hurting him. Absolutely, and that's something you can definitely attribute to Jason Kidd for. And you know, moving forward, you know, as more personnel comes on this team, we're going to see how they diversify these minutes. And by more personnel, I mean by Chris Middleton. And so, my question for you, Alex, how much of an impact does Chris Middleton's absence absence have on this team? 
I think the the impact that not having Chris Middleton on the floor, it's it's impacting this team greatly. He is, I mean, he's not very, he's 26 or so, 27 maybe. Around there, yeah. He's not the oldest player in the NBA by far, but he's definitely one of the oldest on the Young Bucks team. And I think his shooting, which the Bucks are severely lacking, is hurting his locker room presence and his clutch ability to make shots down the stretch. I think the Bucks could have won a lot more games this year if Chris Middleton had been out on the floor instead of, say, Tony Snell or... Oh, God forbid, Michael Beasley. Oh, boy. Oh, well, Tony Snell did have some clutch shots against uh, the All right, all right. Did have some right, clutch shots against right. the Celtics. But, uh, yeah, it's very it's very tricky with uh, Chris Middleton. I mean, he can definitely open it up, especially offensively by hitting the shot from the outside. And, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him uh, when he comes back when, from his injury. He's expected to come back around the All-Star break, and they're trying to see if he can come back after the All-Star break. All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment. It is called This or That. And I'll let Arud introduce what our topic is today on This or That. This or that, so kind of revolving around these two rookies that we have, Malcolm Brogdon, who's been impressive, who's played phenomenal for being a second-round pick, and Thon Maker, the, uh, the underutilized lottery first-round pick. So, Walzer, who do you think, I know it's way too early to tell, but who do you think will have the better career in the long run, Malcolm Brogdon or Thon Maker? This or that? Malcolm Brogdon. You're going with Brogdon. I believe that his skill set fits the NBA better in a time when big men are being ostracized and they're being shrunken down small ball. The Golden State Warriors are the kings and the creators of small ball shooting fast pace. I do think that if Thon bulks up, he will lose a lot of his mobility. Okay. I don't... I just... He just reminds me of Darko Milicic in every Darko form Mil- for some reason. I, I That's just not a good thing. I know. I just I see him <laughs> and I just see a future Darko Milicic and I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he I hope he's the next next Hakeem Olajuwon, but Oh I'm sorry, that guy's in Philadelphia. All right. Well let me uh, let me translate this question to you now. So who do you think this or that? Uh, do you have Brogdon or Thon being the better player at the end is, of their career? It is too early to tell, but I'm also agreeing with you. I'm gonna go with Malcolm Brogdon. I watched this guy at Virginia, and the fact that he was a second round pick, I was very shocked. I, he was you know, he had NBA size, he had a great shot coming out of college, and I thought he was going to be a lottery pick. And the fact that he was a second-round pick, I kept saying this, the Milwaukee Bucks got a steal when they drafted him. He was probably one of the more NBA-ready you know, players coming out of college, and right now you're seeing what, what he's going to possibly provide for this team. Thon Maker, we still don't know what he is. And Big question mark. Yeah, it's a huge question mark, but it's kind of disappointing that at this point, we're almost at the All-Star break, and he still hasn't played a considerable amount of minutes. So... No, it's way too early to tell. I know it's only speculation, but I am going with Malcolm Brogdon. I can't wait for somebody to clip this together in 15 years when both their careers are over, and Thon is one of the best big men of all time, and Brogdon is a footnote in history. But, you know, we made a prediction, and that's more than most people would do. Yeah, it's only speculation. I mean, right now, you can, exactly. only, you can only take it with a grain of salt, but exactly. I'm very impressed. It's, you know, it's not because Thon's being underutilized. Both Alex and I will agree that we're both very impressed with the way Brogdon has played. Yeah, Brogdon has played at a very it, high level. Yeah, exactly. Brogdon has impressed us more than Thon has impressed us. But I will say that it's pretty interesting to have them both on the team. And kind of transitioning over here for our, our third and final segment of the show, it's called Take 5. Well, Take 5. I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier the Bucks have been on a recent skid. They're 1-8 in their last nine. But the reason we say uh, Take 5, they're 1-4 in their last five. And so we're, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a look back at their five previous games as of today, the thirtieth of January. And here's the funny thing, you know, in these in these last five games, they have some bad losses. They have uh, two bad losses, one to Orlando and one to trust the process, the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> but they also have some you know, they have a you know, pretty good loss against the Boston Celtics who they took in overtime. And I would say right now the Miami Heat, because they're all of a sudden on a roll, they're on this massive winning streak. But the funny thing is their one their one win is against the Houston Rockets. 
Yeah, that, that makes and they throw up 127 points. I don't. It it just doesn't make sense. You lose yeah. to teams like Orlando. You lose to teams like Miami, who who is playing right now. And then not to mention you lose to the Sixers in a, on a revenge note because they beat because the Sixers did come in on Martin Luther King Day and they did beat the Milwaukee Bucks at the Bradley Center. So you thought this would have been a revenge scenario, but if anything, the, the Bucks lose again. So. What do you think, Walzer? I mean, this take five, uh, one and four in the last five, one winning against the Rockets. What is this? Like, this team is – we just don't know what this team is. It's too it, inconsistent. Exactly. It's young and it's inconsistent, and I think that's a product of Jason Kidd's coaching because the players are so young. I think that he has such a big impact on their performances. Now, he's not the one out there missing shots or uh, doing, you know, making mistakes. Right. But he – when the Bucks come out of a timeout, and I am referencing uh, the last game against Boston – or no, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, the last game was that, that was against Boston, where they yeah they they threw they threw the ball away out of, out of, out of bounds out of bounds timeout. Oh, no, that was the Sixers. The Sixers, yeah, yeah, the Sixers. yeah, yeah, Sixers. And, I knew and, I knew it wasn't Boston. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're coming out of a timeout, and Jason Kidd, well, I, I should say Joe Prunty, really the brains of the operation, I sure. believe. He's drawing up plays, this and that, and you you just can't execute so poorly coming out of a timeout, especially that that comes down to coaching, that comes down to practice. I remember that night with the Sixers game when we saw that out about that, you know, inbounds pass that just flew over Giannis' head. It, it, was, like, it was crunch time. Yeah, it was crunch it time. Was crunch. And, and they had multiple turnovers in the, down the stretch in that game. I don't know the exact uh, turnovers off the top of my head, but if you do look the final two minutes of that game, there are, there are too many turnovers. Absolutely. And, and then, that comes down to coaching. And then you look at this, you look at the other games too, you know. Right now Miami's on that hot streak, so you can give, you know, the Bucks a little more credit for losing that game. I mean, you can't really give them credit for losing, you know. But Miami's playing well right now, so give credit for the Bucks for kind of like hanging in there. Miami won it essentially. Yeah, Miami but the Bucks won. Bucks certainly didn't help themselves. But then losses like Orlando, losses like the Sixers twice, and somehow you beat the Rockets. It's just something that's mind-boggling to me, and I just don't understand like how this, you know, how this team, especially going back to the questions, how this team can be a playoff team at the end if they're if they're playing at this rate. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that wraps up our inaugural episode of Behind the Mic. We appreciate everybody out there listening. We, we covered a bunch of different topics resolving the Bucks. about uh, we did on the clock, we did this or that. We also did take five. Absolutely. We did cover a lot of the segments. And once again, we really thank you all for listening in. And as a special treat, there's a major announcement to celebrate our return back to the mic. This Saturday, the, day, the night before the Super Bowl, join us, tune in. We are going to have a special uh, behind the mic podcast to kind of like celebrate our return. We're going to be previewing the big game on Sunday. We're going to be talking a few other NFL stuff like the NFL awards show. So we'll kind of discuss the MVPs and a lot of the award recipients. And obviously we'll be previewing the game itself. So Saturday we'll have this up and running and please feel free to tune in. Thanks for listening guys.